Today's show contains heavy doses of NASCAR. If you are unfamiliar to said sport or you just don't want to, I highly advise you to turn off your radio now. All right, if you're still here, we're ready to go. This is the informal program. Live from a city in Southern California, the show the host just mentioned, this is the informal program. Here's Daniel West. So apparently, Kesha sang the national anthem at the All-Star game yesterday. Or attempted to sing it. I have not heard this yet. So what we're going to do to start the informal program today on a beautiful Tuesday, where we had the Daytona 500, or the controversial one mile, should we say. Well played. Thank you. I'm trying to toe the line here. And we have baseball making new rules. And I was penalized for some comments I made a few weeks ago. So that's all coming up on the show. But we're going to start where every good show should start. Well, I don't know about that. So I have not heard this national anthem in full yet. I heard a little bit on Jimmy Fallon. But I thought, you know what? I do this radio show. We should get live reaction to this. So, I have again, I said I have not seen it. For those of you watching on the Network of Obscure Broadcasting or on Facebook, thank you for joining us. Leave your comments, excuse me, comments below, and we'll probably get to them at the show at some point. Anyway, so without further ado, live reaction to the national anthem from Kesha. No, it's not. I, I can't believe I didn't catch you until now. It's Fergie. Kesha did the Super Bowl. No, Pink did the Super Bowl. Kesha did the uh, Grammys. I'm sorry. I, I excuse me. Excuse me. That that's another penalty. That's another penalty. All right. Yeah, I'm going to, have to pay off two penalties. So that's eight minutes of sports talk. No, just make it a big major penalty. And if you, people have no idea what we're talking about. We haven't discussed this yet. All right. So, excuse me. Fergie singing the national anthem at the All Star game. You have it. Yeah, I have it. I'll play it, please. All right. Please remain standing. Here to perform the Star Spangled Banner is an acclaimed singer, songwriter, actress, and eight time Grammy Award winner from Hacienda Heights, California. Oh, I didn't know that. Fergie. All right. Let's hear what this is. Oh, goodness. Can you see by the joy? What's so this is the way I never imagined the national anthem song. At the twilight's last green, who's playing the bass? Is there a real bassist here? I don't see anyone. I mean, it's original, if nothing else. Okay. Uh, the horns give it a, a different kind of feel than I was. We're used to with the national anthem here. How much longer does this go on? I mean, 
I love this country and all. Oh, goodness. Oh, no. Oh, that's a good time. Do you want to keep? No, please. All right, thank you. So that that was cash. You know. Will you please stop it? It's Fergie. Excuse me, Dave. It's Fergie. You a Black Eyed Peas fan or something? Yes, yes, I am. All right. So that was the national anthem, courtesy of Fergie. Um, I, I don't think it was as bad as everyone has been talking about, but uh, that that definitely, in in perhaps more ways than one, was a once in a lifetime experience. That's all I'll say. So I think that. In a way, as I was, that was playing, I had a lot of time to think. How long was that, Dave? It was like four minutes. It was closer to three. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's kind of appropriate we played that because we're going to discuss NASCAR, and NASCAR almost always starts with the national anthem. So we had the Daytona 500 on Sunday, won by Mr. Austin Dillon. This is a pretty cool story because why are you looking at me like that, Dave? Well, it depends on who you ask. Oh, for crying. Can we? Oh, don't start now, okay? I've been on the internet for three days listening to people like you. Well, I'm just, listen, you want my opinion. I, I want it at the end, okay? So, Austin Dillon is the grandson of Richard Childress, who's a car owner. The story here is Richard Childress owned the car that Dale Earnhardt used to drive. And when Dale Earnhardt died, the number three turned into the number 29. It was given to Kevin Harvick, my favorite driver. And if you're watching... On any of our webcasts, you can see I'm wearing Kevin Harvick's shirt here. So, uh, that has number four on it. Will you please let me finish? Sorry. Thank you. Have you ever heard one good radio show or producers talk? Uh, Dan Levitard show, Dan Patrick show. All right, all right, thank you, thank you. Very, very good. You've got a point. Anyway, can, can I get through this story, please? Yeah, I just, I'm just trying to correct you on your facts. You don't want to be like on the, on, on ESPN, like, oh, the dude doesn't know NASCAR. I think that's the last thing anyone would say. All right, I'm going to get to the story, okay? So Dale Earnhardt passes away, and the number three car gets chained into the number 29, and Kevin Harvick takes over. Richard Childress's grandsons, who were in victory lane when Dale Earnhardt won his Daytona 500 and all that, they grow up, both of them, Austin and Ty Dillon, and they become race car drivers. Austin... Drives, he starts in the truck series, which is, you know, the double A, wins a championship, works his way up to the Xfinity series now, which is triple A, and then makes his way to the cup series. And all his career, he drove the number three. So now the number three car is back in NASCAR, and he wins the Daytona 500 yesterday. Now, I mean, that would be a great story, but two things. First of all, there is a really strange deal with NASCAR fans where if you come from money, if anyone helped you in your racing career, essentially, if, if you have connections, 
if you are the son of someone who has a company who sponsors a NASCAR, if you're the relative of an owner, unless you're a driver like Dale Jr., Chase Elliott, or Brendan Gaughan, someone like that, people just hate on him. It's that that's just like, oh, we don't like him. So people feel like Austin Dillon hasn't really earned his way here, even though he's won two of the three possible championships. And so he wins on Sunday, and everyone's like, oh, he's got a silver spoon, and he didn't earn it. All right. So that's that's one story. The other story is that his pass to win the race was um, not not the cleanest, let's say. He just intentionally turned him. Oh, oh, for crying out loud, don't start this. Don't don't start this, Dave, please. I'm just saying, did you watch that race? Did you see what he did? I'm going to get there, man. Chill out. Since we'd spent, so, wait a minute, it was your idea to do the national anthem, and we spent four minutes of the show on that. Yeah, touche. Thank you. So not everyone is happy about this. And then there are the people who are like, well, Dale Earnhardt's number should have been retired, and now this kid has, has the number. So it's a pretty cool story, I think, because 20 years ago, Dale Earnhardt won the Daytona 500 this pretty much the same weekend, February 15th. And now on February 18th, Austin Dillon in the three-car wins the Daytona 500. People don't like the wreck. People don't like the fact that he is in NASCAR, that he's related to Richard Childress, it's a whole it's a whole mess, and, and Dave thought he wrecked him. So now that's where most people have stopped. I'm going to go a bit further in this because I saw the race. I've been a NASCAR fan for years. The problem, the drivers are way too aggressive in this race. The problem is the blocking has gotten to be too much. So cars are like, oh, he's got he's got to run. I'm going to try to come down and, and block him. Things that you you should not do on the highway, essentially. There was a lot of blocking in that race, caused accidents, people were out of control. So on the final lap, Eric Amarola tries to block Austin Dillon, fails to do so, and gets wrecked. Are you going to share and tell me that was not intentional? Yes. I'm going to leave. No, you could have stayed here and produced the show. Hey, you kind of got me there. Yeah, I, it, wasn't, it wasn't intentional, man. It was not intentional. I don't think it was intentional, right? He didn't wreck him on purpose. He could have moved, obviously, but, you know, it happens. The other story coming out of this race, I'm just looking at the timer because you seriously, we spent a lot of time with that uh, that, that jazzy national anthem. It reminded me of, like, uh, Chicago or something, the movie. Like, if they had sung the national anthem in that movie. Probably, yeah, it would have been something like that. Yeah, that's how I imagined, like, um, yeah, like of guys and dolls. Yeah, that's a very, very good way of putting it. Yeah, if they had done the national anthem in the movie, or before the movie, like they came out. First of all, Guys and Dolls was a play, not a movie. Was it? Yes. Oh. Did they turn it into a movie? I don't know. Look that up, Dave, if you want. Did Was Guys and Dolls a movie? Anyway, you were saying. No, I was done. All right. Where were we with this? I'm sorry. You were whining about how I don't have any time to talk about the race because you did the thing. Even though you came to me and said, hey, let's talk about the, let's do the national anthem thing. I thought you were going to watch it, and I didn't know it was going to be three minutes. Okay. Well, what do you think? She, she like, wrapped it or something? So, the other big story coming out of Daytona is Bubba Wallace, Daryl Wallace Jr., the highest finish ever by an African-American in the Daytona 500. He finished second to Austin Dillon, pushed him to the win, essentially. That was, he, he was impressive yesterday. He was very impressive. I was impressed by his race. He was smart. He was patient. He was everything that Chase Elliott and Ricky Stenhouse Jr. were not. Oh, 
And he ended up with a second-place finish. Very emotional after the race as his mom came to see him. They're crying, celebrating. That was pretty cool. That's the kind of thing, you know, NASCAR needs. I'm not one of these guys who is always talking about the race and stuff like that on the talk show. If you do that, that's cool. I, I personally am not. But I will say that it was, as someone who's been watching NASCAR since 2005, it was very refreshing I was watching practices and stuff all weekend because I'm really into this. It was just just, just as someone, you know, who, who enjoys the, the Great American Melting Pot. It was very refreshing to watch a practice, and they go from an interview of, like, a 20-year-old guy who's a, a student in college to a, a Mexican immigrant who was the uh, Xfinity Series champion last year to Darrell Wallace Jr. There was something very refreshing about that, I will say. So he had a great weekend. He raced really well. Uh, Danica Patrick as well. Got to hit all the main talking points here. Danica Patrick did not finish the Daytona 500. She wrecked. Didn't have a, a great a great race there. But um, her career in NASCAR, my, my mom and I are discussing this. She she was not great. We'll admit that. She she was not great in NASCAR. What she did and the door she opened, we'll see years from now, you know, how that all plays out. But I will say she was in a ton of wrecks that were not of her doing. Just a, a really, really large amount of her wrecks just had absolutely nothing to do with her. Like this one in the in the 500. She's just driving along, minding her own business. I think, was that the Ricky Stenhouse Jr. wreck or was that the other one? I think it was the second one. Okay, so Chase Elliott runs over somebody because Chase was out of control. Love him, but he was, he was a madman in that race. She's just driving along and bam, she's in the wall. And then just so many wrecks of hers just, they were like that. All right, so that's our scattered Daytona 500 preview along the All-Star Game. Coming up, a news report from Bagman. I pay off some penalties, and we continue on the informal program. Well, the pass in the Daytona 500, not exactly, was not exactly clean. Can you help me with the script here, Dave? Sorry, let me... I don't think I crossed out the words I was supposed to, you weren't supposed to read. That would really help. Can you give me the script? Oh, sure, here you go. Thank you. On a note card. All right. Let's do this in 40 seconds. Well, the Daytona 500's final pass wasn't exactly clean entirely, but there's a way you can stay clean all the time, and it's soap. If you want to wash your hands, if you want to wash your body, if you have a cusser in your family and he always needs to wash his mouth out, soap is a great way to do that. And soap is a proud sponsor of the informal program. You can pick up soap in a bar or liquid form at all your local grocery stores or online. You can buy it online. Or if you're into it, you can make your own and uh, do what the pioneers used to do. They did that, and they drove rocks as well, didn't they? But we're not sponsored by rocks today, are we, Dave? No, we're not. No, sir. And now, no, I'm sorry. Why is his news report so late? He's still working on it. He's got 10 seconds. Anyway, that's the sponsor of the show. And now, the late news report with Bagman. And now, Bagman's news commentary. News reporting is overrated in this day and age. It's time for my news commentary. Major League Baseball is dead. Oh, for crying out loud, don't start this. Ladies and gentlemen, the pace of play rules handed down with an iron fist by Major League Baseball will ruin the sport. I repeat. Bagman, this is absurd. No. Only six mound visits allowed in the entire game, as well as one in each of the extra innings. Ladies and gentlemen, I am here to tell you this is a travesty on the part of Major League Baseball. Let the game be as long as it goes. 
If the game lasts five hours and we're only on the second pitch of the game, let it be. This has been Bagman with his news commentary. All right, so we're, he's, he's done doing news reports now. I mean, if you're looking at the landscape of news, commentaries, I know. Yeah, I mean, news reporting. <laughs> Facts. Uh, all right, all right. Shut his mic off. Welcome back to the informal program. Uh, we have Beanie Factoids coming up later on in the show, but first of all, we do, we do have a, a couple of penalties to pay off here because here on the informal program, although we're called the informal program, we do try to maintain a level of uh, high respect and dignity and, and quality. That's why our hashtag is quality radio. And so it was brought to my attention, uh, Peter, one of our listeners in St. Paul said, are we going to ignore the fact that uh, Daniel said down in Minnesota during our uh, Super Bowl pre-show? No, we're not. No, we're not. No, nah, ain't no positives and no L's. Yeah, I took an L on that one. I did say Bagman was down in Minnesota during the report. What? Yeah. So here's how we're going to do this. We have created a penalty system, much like the National Hockey League's penalty system, but slightly different. It's something we like to call the all-knowing sports die. And now it's time for the all-knowing sports die. So that's what we were talking about at the beginning of the show. Dave, can you please explain how this works? Yes. So we have uh, an all-knowing sports die. Do you want to tell the audience, actually, this is the second all-knowing sports die? Yeah, we, we were rolling the first one, and it dropped in the trash can. Yeah, so already the all-knowing sports die has been replaced. Uh, yeah, so the point of this game is – it's not a game, actually. It's a very important thing. So a lot of radio shows, you know, someone does something, and they have to complete a bet or whatever. But you know what they're avoiding? What are they avoiding, Dave? They're avoiding the sports they don't want to talk about. Talk about shocking. Yeah, it is shocking. So what we're going to do here is – as your penalty for saying down in Minnesota, which is a major error, you must talk about an obscure sport for two minutes. Talk about shocking. And also, we're going to double down on this. It's a, a major penalty. Because you also called Fergie Kesha several times, writing another two minutes. So for four minutes, you must talk about a sport that is assigned by the all-knowing sports die. Are you ready? Uh, yes. All right, so number one is uh, women's college basketball. If it lands on one, you got to talk about women's basketball for four minutes. Uh, number two is tennis. Number three is the uh, the NRA. The National Hot Rod Association. I was going to say that wasn't a sport. Um, number four is, uh, is it college baseball or college hockey? What did we decide on? It's college hockey. All right, college hockey. Five is MMA. Six is our wild card, like the international sports. And today it was cricket. So good luck. All right, so we're going to roll the all-knowing sports die, the second all-knowing sports die. Rest in peace, number one. And we'll see what we land on, all right? This will be a silent roll because I don't want it to be loud. And it is four. Number four, college hockey. Oh, boy. All right, so we're starting the timer. Stop stalling and start talking about some college hockey, bro. I need a timer, though. I can't just... Oh, now you need the timer. Well, you said it's a four-minute penalty. All right, I'll get your timer. All right, just start talking now, though. All right. So I got into college hockey recently. No, wait. Wait for the timer to start. You told me to start talking. Yeah, after the timer. We'll turn on the timer. All right, fine. Here you are. Okay, now here we are. So four minutes of college hockey. This is my penalty. Will you get to the college hockey? I'm opening it. Okay, chill. So recently I got into college hockey because of uh, 
you know, I've, I've been watching a lot more sports recently. And it's a really interesting sport. All right, now I'm giving you another rule. You cannot be generic, and you cannot go to, like, talking points. So if you had rolled women's basketball, you can't just be like, oh, UConn's great. Okay, you got to actually think about it. Will you let me finish this? Because I have a point where I'm going with this. Sounds like you're stalling. Well, you're interrupting me. Touche. Okay. So, I did not realize college hockey has modernized itself in the last few years. It's, it's a big deal now. Uh, before, this is all courtesy of Wikipedia, before it was kind of a, a, a really regional sport that was played by a lot of colleges that we, we're not familiar with, uh, Boston, Denver. Oh, Boston has a college? That's Boston College. No, Boston University. We, John, can you, like, take him in that room with you so that I can do this without him talking over me all the time? Yeah, sure thing. Come in here, Dave. All right, fine. I'm watching you, though. You better talk about some hockey. Do that hockey. Anyway. The longer you do this, the, the, the shorter Beanie Factoids will be. Will you stop stalling? I am going to talk about college hockey if you will please be quiet and let me talk. Thank you. All right, he's in the room. He's in the, he went through the silent door with, with Dave or Bagman, whoever's back there. Anyway, now that we've spent almost two minutes with Dave, I will tell you about college hockey. By the way, you're listening to the informal program. Thank you for joining us. Okay. So it was a really regional sport, I think, up until around 2010, 2011. And what happened was Penn State decided, hey, we want to play college hockey. And what that prompted, the biggest thing it prompted was the Big Ten, which previously did not really sanction college hockey because they only had, I think, six teams. When they got to seven teams, they said, all right, let's actually sanction this as a Big Ten sport. So college hockey, in the last few years, honestly, has become – a, a, I'd say a miniature, very, very small version of college basketball. They have a whole conference tournament system, the national championship. They had that before, but it's becoming a bigger sport. And I watched some recently, and it's pretty, it's pretty cool. They have student sections like they do in college basketball. I watched, I think it was Penn State and Ohio State. They're playing each other. I just turned on the TV and said, hey, here's Penn State, Ohio State. I watched that. Um, one thing I, I – I guess I could look it up here. Dave could look it up if you were out here. But they have this thing called the Bean Pot Tournament, which is big on the East Coast. I think they play it at the TD Garden in Boston. And it's just all about college hockey. I think they get four teams or a few teams from around that kind of uh, northeastern area. And they play a big tournament in the, uh, the, gar the, the new Boston Garden. It's a pretty cool deal. How many minutes do I have? Yeah, I have like a few seconds here. I'm coming back out to watch you. That was that was some good information. I'm impressed. Thank you, and it would have come out sooner if you hadn't kept interrupting me. So, college hockey is pretty cool. But here's the thing. I think it's a really regional sport. It's a regional sport. So, yeah, we haven't heard of it, but it's big on the East Coast. Boston, uh, I think Notre Dame plays it. So, if, if you're interested in checking out a new sport, I don't know if you are or not, but check out some college hockey. It's very interesting. And as our good friend Chance the Rapper said, and Dave said, let's do that hockey. So I am paying off my penalty for saying down in Minnesota and calling for Gikesha. So we'll keep doing this throughout the show. Anytime I make a major error that Dave catches, usually after the show, because let's be honest, he's really not listening to the show. We'll do that. Hockey. And that is the penalty. So 
We are running out of time quickly on the show here. Um, before we get to Beanie Factoids, I did want to say last week I did have a question I kind of threw out there in social media and threw out on the show. If you could and you need to qualify, would you participate in another Olympic, uh, the Olympics for another country? And the, the feedback is pretty mixed. A lot of yeses, a lot of noes. I brought that up because of the Nigerian bobsled team. I think they were based out of Houston originally. Um, and you heard some other stories throughout the Olympics of people saying, oh, I moved here, or an ancestor, um, not, not, excuse, not an answer, but, you know, a, a relative, a close relative is from another country, and I get I get to compete for them. Um, so, yeah, so that was that. All right, now, the last few minutes of the show, we dedicate to the most infamous part of the show. It's time for, and now, it's time for Beanie Factoids. All right, fire away, John. Number one. Uh, number one. Um, Cam Bedrosian is a pitcher for the Los Angeles Angel of Anaheim. Number two. No, I wasn't done. I was opening. We, you guys are just so quick on the trigger, aren't you? All right, just get to the report. We're running out of time. Oh, now you get a penalty. You have to talk for four minutes, and now rush John Green. Just finish. All right. So he's a pitcher on the Angels. His cat got caught in a tree, and he actually brought a bucket lift to uh, get the cat to safely. He rented a bucket lift. Number two. Uh, number two, this is a crazy stat. The San Antonio Spurs, this is how good the San Antonio Spurs are, okay, because we haven't gotten into basketball on the show because we're talking about NASCAR, not basketball. You watched the Daytona 500 with me. Yes. Well, I was tied to a chair. Oh, will you stop it? You, you wanted to watch it. Yeah, I did. Okay, um, so the San Antonio Spurs have more championships than they have years. They have missed the playoffs. What? Yes, I will repeat that. The San Antonio Spurs have more championships, five, than they have years they have missed the playoffs. Yeah, that is good time to be a Spurs fan. I thought it was my win that the Clippers have in the playoffs. Don't do that. Don't do that. Number three. Number three. This is wild. Austin Dillon has now won two of the four NASCAR majors, the Daytona 500 and the Coke Zero 600. How many laps has he led in those races combined? Three. What? Yes, he's only led three laps. He led one lap. <clears throat> I don't think you call that leading. Will you please get off this day? He led one lap in the Daytona 500 and two in the Coke 600 last year where he almost ran out of gas. Number four. Number four. This is, a, this is also a wild stat as well. Since the uh, passing of Dale Earnhardt in 2001 on February 18th, the Daytona 500 has been run on February 18th twice, 2007 and uh, this year, 2018. In 2007, it was won by Kevin Harvick, who took over for Dale Earnhardt, who replaced him in the number three, which was changed to the number 29 car, and this year, won by Austin Dillon. What? So the two times it's been run on the date that he passed away, it's been won by a sense of the two drivers who were in his car. Yeah. That's wild. And uh, those are the Beanie Factoids. All right, thank you. Um, last few things on the show, we want to go to the hotline, as we always do. Uh, Bill writes in, the Raptors miss a late shot. LeBron whines to the refs and picks his own team. Was that the All-Star game or just the Eastern Conference Finals? Oh! Not bad. Not bad. Uh, someone else writes in, Dylan did not have to turn Eric like that. Look at this Daytona 500 in 2016. Denny Hamlin gave Matt Kenseth plenty of room with the same move. That's that's fair. That's what I was telling you. You're just sitting there. You're just going along with the lemmings. Oh, it's fine. Well, I just don't think he turned them on purpose. Anyway, and lastly, uh, 
Mike writes in, Dave's crack at San Diego was offensive and uncalled for. I agree with that. If you don't know what we're talking about, tune into the show uh, last week. Dave just roasted San Diego on his vacation. We'll be back next week on the Informal Program. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you to Soap for sponsoring today's show. What didn't we get to that we kind of wanted to get to in the show? I'll start with you, Dave. Well, we did not get to Fox in Thursday Night Football saying, yo, give us some better games. Yeah, you know what else Fox said? They said, sit down, NFL, and... Okay, you just wanted to get that in, didn't you? That's pretty much it. Uh, what else did we get to? Uh, Laura Ingram? No, we're not. We're not. No, 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 we're not. We're not doing that. Um, yeah, pace of play in Major League Baseball. We didn't quite get to that. Um, the Olympics. We should have talked more about the Olympics, but we didn't. Well, someone was like, oh, NASCAR. You guys watched the Daytona 500 with me. You guys are NASCAR fans. You're just trying to appeal to the talk radio audience by bashing it. Ah, I've been exposed. Quick, get on some clothes. All right, you guys are ridiculous. We will be back next time on the informal program. Next week, same bat time, same bat channel. Uh, Hashtag Final Tuesday, so we're going to do some special things. Thank you for listening, and goodbye.